welcome to episode one of Ultra Ordinary Running Podcast. I'm Melissa. I'm Angela. I'm Christina. All of us are ordinary runners who are undertaking a journey to something extraordinary. We have decided to train for and run the Havelina 100 in October 2016. I can't believe I just said that. That's the first time I've ever said that. (laughs) Out loud? Out loud, right. So would the two of you like to give a little introduction to yourselves and maybe talk a little bit more about what we're doing here and kind of your history of running and how you got into ultras? Um, this is Angela. I'll start. I um, I kind of consider myself the the newbie, I guess, of the group. And I started running in 2011 and started running um, using the Couch to 5K program. I'd never really run too much in the past. I had, but it was a long time ago in the past. And... Um, so just started running, did my first 5K in 2012, and ran a couple of those. And um, somewhere along the line, I got a bee in my bonnet that I wanted to run further. So <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I, I, it took me a couple of years, but I ran my first marathon, well, I ran my first half marathon and my first full marathon in 2014. So last year, and um, then earlier this year, I trained for and finished my first ultra, Um, ran a 50K in, when did I run it? September? Was September September 26th, right? 25th? September 26th, yeah. So (laughs) Melissa and I were actually at the same race. She's the one that convinced me to um, choose that race because it was a good um good first time ultra run so um and she was going to be running it so we both actually ran it the same day i ran the 50k and melissa ran the 50 mile and so that was my first ultra run that was also my first trail race and i just um i i'm not sure i i'm not sure why i'm doing it i just know that (laughs) i you know, it's like, well, why am I doing it? I don't know. I just, I feel like it's something, that sense of accomplishment. Every time I, you know, even just starting my first 5K, I felt like I had such a sense of accomplishment when I ran that. And then it was just, okay, but what can I do? I made that. What can I do next? So then I ran a, you know, a 10K and then I ran a half and then I ran a full and I get done and I, you know, I don't go out there to run to win. I'm just out there to run to finish and to prove to myself that I can do it. And I keep proving to myself that I can. So, um, so you've decided I, to I, run really, really far. I've decided to run really, really far <laughs> because Christina um, has had made a suggestion early in the year that um, we run the Havelina hundred and did you even know I, what I, that was when Christina mentioned? You know, that? I did. Yeah, I did because um, I follow um, Katra Corbett, uh, who okay. is one of my trail running heroes, I guess, because she is she just turned 50 and she runs 100 miles all the time. And she didn't get into running until later, not nearly as late as I did. But, you know, she hasn't run her whole life and she 
she runs the Havelina Hundred, I think, every year. And so I had actually seen footage from the Havelina Hundred before the suggestion came up that I even consider running it. And um, so I knew what it was when Christina started talking about it just from following Catra. It, it looks like and it looks like a fun race. We've all watched the video. There's a video out there we've all watched that I think we all enjoy. So. I think I watch it every day. <laughs> and I cry every time. <laughs> I cry every time I watch it. Yeah. It's very powerful. So it is very powerful. We'll have to link um, to that somehow. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to yeah. put that link on yeah. the on the show notes or on on the Twitter or something, but so that's kind of my my running resume is pretty short, and but I just happened to um, have met a couple of um, a, what I consider Christina and Melissa both to be accomplished runners and ultra runners, <laughs> but just you know like our you know like our our name you know but ordinary people that have mm -hmm. lives that work jobs and but can still accomplish great things. So. That's how, that's how I guess I feel like I've gotten connected mm -hmm. to you too. So it, now Christina is yeah. the, she's, we, we blame Christina. Yes. Let's just admit it. We blame Christina for, uh, for prodding us all to run the Havelina <laughs> 100. She reminds us on a regular basis that we're doing this. Right. Well, you know, I think, uh, you know, I definitely can attest to, you know, people come into our lives for certain reasons. And maybe I was just put on this earth <laughs> to, to meet both of you and to uh, put this thought and idea into your, you know, crazy brains. I think, you know? I think it, you know, and it's it's been a long journey to even get that idea of doing a hundred miler. You know, I started running back in 2000 and right now it just seems like so long ago. Um, ran my first uh, marathon that year. I did Chicago marathon. That was my first one based on somebody who had mentioned it. Hey, that's a great race you should do for your first one. And that's, you know, this was before they had, you know, a huge field with, you know, 40, 45,000 people. And I just, you know, paid my money and just got in. I think it was like 25,000 people. So it was pretty small at that, at that point. Um, but I had first did the marathon and since then have completed about, 24 of them wow. and and yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's hard to believe but it was a few years ago and I would consider myself more of the in between the newbie and the experienced ultra runner because even though I have some experience I don't have a whole lot especially compared to a Melissa <laughs> so so in about 2012 I was looking for more of a challenge and I kept seeing like you know trail running and you know through internet and you know Twitter and Facebook so I thought wow that seems pretty you know fun and different and I heard you know it's a little bit easier on the legs and you know different challenge and I thought this is what I want to do let me let me try it and I've never been on the trail and I got on my first trail run and it was more of like a hike and a little bit of running because it was not comfortable at all mm -hmm. but it was fun and I really liked it so mm -hmm. 
it wasn't until the following year I did my first trail race. It was pretty small. It was only 25K. But it was it was definitely something that I enjoyed and then decided I would do my first ultra marathon. And through, you know, peaks and valleys, I finally did the Sean O'Brien 50K in 2014, which almost was my last ultra because oh, no. that, that was so tough. It was so tough for me. And I literally, according to my Garmin, it was not 31 miles. It came out to 32.64. And I think about mile 29, I started crying. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I was like, I want this over with. This is so hard. And I don't know <laughs> if I could attest that to lack of training because I felt like trained for it. But sometimes I think you just don't know how to train for these things because you just don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. And this was my first huge distance and we we're climbing and climbing. And I was like, wow, this is almost, you know, too unbearable. But somehow, you know, they always say once you can forget about it, you sign up for another one. Which is like well, the think, next day, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that was I that was just awesome. I have like, you know, no tail nails and blisters, but that was fun. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. you know, tired and sore for like a week. But it was it was it was just, you know, an experience that I absolutely loved. And so I decided to tackle my first fifty miler earlier this year and that was the same thing. I thought actually the fifty miler was in San Diego was actually quote unquote easier than my first fifty K. I don't know why, maybe the course, maybe the training. But I'm actually gonna go back next month and do it again. Right. So um I'm using these all as a stepping stool all as training runs for Javelina. Um, you know, Javelina has been on my radar for, I would say, maybe two years. Not on the radar in the sense that, ooh, I'm going to do that one. It's just been in the back of my head based on, um, uh, you know, seeing people do it and having friends that have done it. So it's just sort of been in, you know, that little bug in my ear. But it's nothing that I was like, ooh, I'm going to actually do that one. And it just kind of started through, um, you know, casually through a Twitter conversation that, you know, Havelina came up and I said, well, I would do it if Angela did it. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. It's like the life cereal commercial. (laughs) You know, and being the great convincer that I am, Angela was like, you know, didn't give it a second thought. She's like, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. You know, and then I thought, well, okay, I guess this is what we're going to do. And, you know, it just kind of got reaffirmed with when other people were doing it. And I thought, you know, and it's been suggested to me, this is a great first 100-mile race that, you know, it's tough. There's no doubt any, you know, any 100 miles, regardless of what kind of race, it's always going to be tough. There's always going to be physical and mental challenges that go on with it. But it's like, like you said, it's, it's a fun race. It appears to be, you know, very well supported, very well respected. And a lot of people are gravitating towards these events where they make it fun and, and instill in us that, hey, we can do this. So, you know, it's definitely going to be quite a challenging year, but I think it's going to be, you know, uh, a good one. And, you know, through once Angela, uh, Angela had um, 
you know, came on and then Melissa came in on board as well. And I'm not sure if that was really, you know, um, that was just a sign that this was a trifecta for us. <laughs> nice. So. You, know, you know, it's funny you said that it's um, Havelina um, gets talked about as like a good um, maybe intro 100 miler because it or 100K because it, they run both. Mm-hmm. But yet it has really a, a low finish percentage. And I think maybe people underestimate it. I don't know if it's the the heat I don't I don't know what that is but I think it's interesting because it doesn't in the world of of ultras it definitely doesn't have a super tough um, course you know I mean it's not a whole lot of elevation gain and loss and it's not but it, so I think it's interesting that even though it's touted that way that it still doesn't have a real high finish percentage yeah I think that, I, I think that's why because Um, it's harder to pace yourself. Like you don't have the natural hills where you're going to stop and walk. So you just keep running and, Mm. you know, you get yourself into trouble. So that's something we'll have to watch out for. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Melissa? My story. (laughs) Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're, you're still shocked about Havelina. I'm still in too much shock to even remember why I run or what I'm doing here. But yeah, I've been running for a long time. I would say, honestly, I started when I was 14. Um, in high school, every Wednesday, we had to run a mile in gym class. And everybody hated this. Like people would like not participate in it because they hated it so much. But I loved it, which was so strange because I had never participated in any sport. I had never wanted to play any sport or anything. Um, I was not athletic at all. But you put me out there on a track and I could run a mile. And I loved it. And I never signed up for cross country or anything because I knew I wasn't very fast and I wasn't very good and I just didn't like feel good enough or that I would fit in with those other girls, but I kept running on my own and I went away to college, um, and was still running. And I met Rob, who's my husband now, and he's a phenomenal runner. Um, and we got married. Yeah. (laughs) We got married right after we graduated from college and shortly Mm. thereafter he ran the Chicago marathon. That was his first marathon as well. At that point, like I had run five K's. I mean, that was like the most I could imagine running. And I was not supportive of this marathon at all. And I was like, only crazy people (laughs) run marathons. You should not be doing this. Wait, which year did he run that? Oh, it was either 2001 or 2002, I think. I can't remember for sure. Um, But I remember thinking like, I'm going to get there and all the participants, they're going to look like elite Kenyan runners. They're going to have this uh, like body type. And I was standing there spectating the race and I thought, these people look like me. Why am I not doing this? I could totally do this. And so I started running longer distances. Um, I never actually ran the Chicago Marathon, but all throughout our 20s, uh, we, we got really into marathons. I was in grad school in... Uh, at the University of Illinois, and we got really involved in the running club there in Champaign-Urbana, um, and everybody ran marathons. Some people there ran ultras too, and I like I knew about ultras. I 
just never really thought about them for myself, but I knew they existed. Um, and let's see, I took some time off actually while I was in Nicaragua doing my dissertation research and came back and had my son. And after that, like I kept running marathons, but it just wasn't the same. Like I, you know, before that point I had been running and getting better and like seeing my times get faster and that was exciting. But after my son was born, I just like couldn't run that fast again. And um, we moved to St. Louis, I got a job there and they have a marathon in the spring and the fall. And I would run those. Uh, but like after, I don't know, it was probably 2012. That's been a year that all of us has men have mentioned as being something pivotal or being a turning point. That spring marathon yeah. that year, you know, I was doing my typical thing where I'm good for about the first 18 to 20 miles and then I just crash. And after that marathon, I was actually in a pretty dark place for a while because marathons were not fun anymore. Running was not fun. I wasn't able to, you know, keep up a pace. And I felt like with marathons, that's all there is. Like you're running through St. Louis. You're not really doing it for the beautiful scenery. <laughs> it's yeah. like all about the pace per mile and the finishing time. And it just like wasn't making me happy anymore. So I think at that point, I could have gone one or of two ways. And I think like the most logical thing to do would be to quit running, right? It's not making me happy anymore. But what I decided to do was start running ultras because it didn't seem to be like, I, I felt like I could run. I just couldn't run fast, but I could run mm. farther than I had been able mm. to before. And so we decided, Rob and I decided we were going to go back um, to Illinois and run a race called Howl at the Moon, which on the website, it says it's the largest timed ultra in the country. Um, it's an eight-hour race, and you run a 3.29-mile mi loop. And it's, like, kind of a trail. I mean, it's not technical at all. It's a, like, dirt and grass trail. Very nice, easy trail. No real elevation mm. gain. I mean, it's in Illinois. It's pretty flat. And it was, you know, a lot of the members of our club, our former club, participated in that. Plus, uh, Rob's family lives in the area. So we had childcare. Um, so we could both run the race. So we decided to go back for that. And I loved it. Like it was the most fun I have ever had. And I had no idea what I was doing. Because, you know, I had only run marathons before. And as Rob's brother said, like running eight hours, that is an entire work day. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah. I, like I couldn't even imagine what it would be like to run for eight hours. I had only been running marathons. And I just remember, um, you know, as I was crossing, because it's a loop, you cross by the start finish area every like three miles or whatever. And once I crossed into like 30 miles or whatever it was, there, one of the guys from our club was volunteering there. And he, he knew what lap I was on because he was a volunteer. And so he, he called out and cheered for me and he said, you're in ultra territory now. And it was just like uh, the uh. most amazing feeling I had ever had. I'd run 30 miles, which is the farthest I'd ever run in my life. And I still had, I don't know how many hours left on the clock to keep running. And I felt great. And I did. I ended up running 40 miles that day, which the farthest I'd ever run before that was 26.2. Wow. I just couldn't believe it. And I was 
hooked. Like I was instantly hooked. I didn't know what ultra sign up was. I didn't know like how to even find ultras. <laughs> I was just emailing or talking to people from our running club or other runners we knew to try to figure it out. And so, yeah, I, I signed up and did a couple more races in the Midwest. Um, and then we moved out to Colorado a couple of years ago. And Yay. Yay, Colorado. I've <laughs> uh, been running here. Um, but I will say it's a bit of a challenge because I don't consider myself really much of a trail runner. <laughs> like, it has to be a pretty smooth, buttery trail for me to run on. And of course, out here, I'm finding a lot of the ultras are, the terrain is much more rugged. There's and some rough trails out here yeah. for sure. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not good at the real technical stuff. So I think that's why. Um, Haveline 100 is so appealing to me because it seems like my kind of trail, something that I can do. And, you know, I'm pretty used to rattlesnakes and coyotes <laughs> living out here. So it sounds like it's going to be have... so the coyotes. <laughs> do, you, do you have many trails made out of butter? <laughs> They're, uh, Colorado mud is kind of like butter once it gets okay. gets wet, but I do, I have trails that I train on, you know, almost every day that are, like when I first moved out here, I thought they were a little bit rocky, but mm -hmm. by this point, like I feel that's my turf, like I feel pretty good on it, so. Yeah, um, I'm definitely not a technical runner yeah. at all. But you're, you've got I, I, some big technical plans, though. We, yes. Are, are we going to go into our plans? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think we should. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, we could all talk about what. Okay, I mean, we all know we're all looking. All of us are looking at Havelina in October. But yes. there's, however, how many days are between now and then, Christina? Oh, my gosh. I don't have my counter up. <laughs> but let me, let me, give me a second. <laughs> She'll do the math. <laughs> Three hundred and something days. Is it? Do we have? That I think many? so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something. So we've got about ten months. A little over ten months. We've got some stepping stone races, some training races in between now and then. Three hundred and twenty yeah. days. There we go. Excellent. There we go. So I'm. This is Angela. I'm looking at a um, race in June. I have a couple of things on my radar. There is uh, a group called I think it's called um human high oh, performance that human potential something. human potential yeah. thank you yeah human potential and there's a um a run um right in my area in Fruta called uh suffer fest Ooh, which that, that yeah, sounds, sounds delightful <laughs> sounds great I think that's gonna tickle <laughs> And Those I think have to be smooth, buttery trails. Called... <laughs> <laughs> so that's in March. It's a two-day event. It's they're not races there, so it's more like a group run. And I'm still doing a little bit of research into it, but it's it's so close to my house. It's a two-day event. One day is like 31 miles, and the next day is 35 miles. But there's no commitment. It's not like there's a start line, finish line. There's places that you can stop. And But I thought it would be a good opportunity to run some two long runs back to back mm -hmm. and and close to home and with some other runners. So that's in March. That sounds really and, great, actually. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and I thought it'd be a little different. I mean, I, I at the Bear Chase um, 50K that I ran, you know, part of it I think that got me through was the aid stations and the support and the volunteers. And so I thought, oh, but gosh, what if I have to take my, you know, there's not going to be some sweet man there asking me when was the last time that I ate and somebody to hose me off with a wet rag and hand me salted watermelon. So I'll have to, <laughs> you know, I'll have to be a big girl and do, you know, have my own snacks and whatnot. And there'll be water out there. And it, it sounds like it's a pretty good group. Uh, very involved and supportive of each other. So it'll be a challenge, but I think at least it's, they'll be, it'll be a good training thing. So that's kind of on my radar. And then in June, there's a race in Pine Junction, Colorado, that I'm looking at to do a 50 miler. And it's a little higher elevation, not too high though, 8,000 feet, I think. Yeah, we're going to do that right? together, Melissa? right? I think. It, yes, and it's right that. near my yeah, it's right near my birthday, so I thought that would be a good one to do a 50-mile. And that'll have to be a training run because, I, you know, I mean, if the ultimate goal is the 100 miles in October, then, you know, I, I'll just approach it as a, a training run. It can't be the be-all, end-all. So if I, if I make it, I make it. I guess if I don't, I don't. But, um, yeah, so kind of, you know, I guess for me that, you know, it was interesting listening to to your guys's all of your history, which I, I didn't know all of before today, but I, I think, gosh, am I insane for having, I ran my first marathon in, in November of 2014. So it's only been a year since I ran my first marathon and I've only run one and I've only run one ultra and it was a 50K and now I think I'm gonna go run a hundred miles. And I think, is that, ridiculous to make that big of a step in one year so that's probably my biggest challenge in in figuring out what races i'm going to do is you know is that too big of a step is that you know, or is I don't it think just so. uh, i mean i like, think plenty of people get into ultras without ever having run a marathon before like i don't think yeah that's a history of that is a prerequisite mm -hmm. right yeah. and, and i think i agree i, I think agree with what you were saying melissa too uh, about well, maybe both of you were about the running the marathons is that it's it is it's a whole different atmosphere running on the trails and in the ultras where it's not all about what your pace was that what was your last mm -hmm. split and how was your it's just really about getting everybody across the finish line safely mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's true you know which is a nice thing because you know i i think that's you know i maybe that's why i I signed up for that first one was because like you were saying, Melissa, I'm not getting any faster. I mean, I just started this gig and I'm not, I'm never going to place in a marathon ever. I, I'm not well, going to compete. It's for my own ever, satisfaction. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it may be, if, you know, most but people I, don't place. That's true. No, and like most of us thousands don't. of people who run and only, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think there's that atmosphere where you feel like you still have to, you know, can I better my last time? Can I better my last time? And I just the mm. the pace thing does not, I guess, appeal to me. I mm -hmm. I just the endurance is, I guess, what is appealing the most to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just um, I don't know. I mean, I 
I remember Melissa had said something, um, you know, road racing will always be a part of, you know, our lives or her life. And I think, yeah. you know, for mine too, and I think all of ours, but it's just a completely different atmosphere with trail running. Absolutely. You know, the community is smaller. That's, that's, you know, for sure. With trail running, it's definitely smaller. And I'm not sure if that's exactly what, you know, entices me. It's definitely, you know, very supportive. Road races, you do get a little bit of support, but it's, it's a, it's a different animal with, with trail running. I don't know what it is. It's just, you know, it, it appeals to me more now. And I have the same, um, you know, the same sort of scenario with, with marathons. My times aren't getting faster. Mm-hmm. I might get, I don't know if maybe trail running is hurting me <laughs> in that sense. <laughs> that, you know, I'm not getting any faster with marathoning. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just mental and I'm just like, I don't want to be on the road um, right. or what. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, but yeah. Well, the yeah. entire so marathon what, is like your warm up. By the time the marathon's over, like then you're warmed up and ready to run. Maybe that's the yeah, <laughs> yeah. So now, Christina, you've got something cool on your radar coming up. I do. Um, after uh, San Diego in January, um, this past week, I actually was very surprised to get selected through my very first ultra lottery that I entered for the Miwok 100K. Yay! Yay! I was, <laughs> I was super, super excited. And, um, you know, I, I didn't know. I, I, all I knew was that the entrant list was going to be posted on Saturday, um, December 12th. But I didn't know when we were going to hear. And I, I read that, you know, your credit card isn't charged unless you get picked. Well, I noticed that my money was taken on Friday. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, is this a really good sign? Because I remember when I got selected for the New York City Marathon, their lottery, my card was taken. Like my money was taken before I even got any notification from the New York Roadrunners. So that was my only experience with, with race lotteries. That's like so kind thought, of an anticlimactic or, I don't know, bummer kind of way to find out about it. Like, go check your I bank know. statement. <laughs> but here's the thing. So then I, I saw my money gone, and then I got an order confirmation from Ultra Sign Up. Now, I got the initial order confirmation when I entered the lottery. Uh-huh. So it, But it just said the amount was pending, no charges you know, taken. And then on the second confirmation that I received on Friday, it said, you know, charges, you know, charge this amount. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm definitely charged. And what happened was I went on this, you know, message board, the the Facebook race board, and somebody had said they received an email that said congratulations. And I'm freaking out at this point thinking, oh my gosh, mine didn't say congratulations at all. (laughs) I'm like, what what did they get? And so I'm freaking out because I'm I'm like, oh my gosh, now I'm doubting myself. Did I even get, you know, picked? And I was just I said, I announced it to the world right now. I announced it to everybody. I got selected. How terrible would that be? And I thought, you know what? There's no big deal. It's no big deal if that's the case. And then I well, thought, they well, took there's your no money. Way. I mean, you're gonna go. <laughs> I thought, well, there's no way they were gonna charge 
every single person who entered the lottery. And then, you know, only a select amount, you know, a, a few, and then refund the, the money for the people who didn't get paid. Because there's charges that get, you know, that they get uh, dinged for if they do that. I'm like, yeah. that race, they're not going to do that. So my, you know, my sister had, had told me, she says, you know what, they take their money. So stop it. Stop worrying. You're in. Yeah. You're in. Oh, good. So I thought, okay, and I literally could not sleep. <laughs> I kept, I woke up like at twelve thirty six, and I looked at the clock. It was twelve thirty six. I went on Ultra Sign Up to see if my name was listed, <laughs> and I checked my card, and I'm like, okay, the funds are still taken. I'm like, okay, this is still a good sign. And then Saturday they had posted the list, and I'm like, I'm on there. So I'm really <laughs> yes, yes. So I'm, I'm super excited. I am super nervous, um, terrified. It's going to be great. When is the race? This is in May. So it'll be in May, uh, first week of May. Uh, I think it's first week, May 7th. Okay. So, and this is a funny thing. I actually, when I entered the lottery, even before I think I entered the lottery, I actually looked for hotels Mm -hmm. and just as a, just in case. And I'm glad I did because now I hear that they're just filling up. Yeah. So Mm. I, I'm, pretty set so far. Now I just have to do the training and, um, you know, looking at the schedule, there's one, uh, when I was, you know, trying to go through my race calendar for 2016, one race that kind of stuck out for me for, you know, training for Halloween is a race that I signed up for a few years ago and I got my first DNF with for 50K and it is Leona Divide. So that's been on my radar. I have a score to settle with that race. <laughs> You've run a lot of the big name ultras, like these things I've just heard about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I run like the small under the radar. Nobody's ever heard of them. Ultras. You run. You run with the, the big. Guys. Well, you know, I'm very fortunate to be, you know, in you know SoCal where they do have, you know, a lot of local ultras. Mm-hmm. So you know, Leona Divide is definitely one of the a popular one. Um, and now that I'm doing Miwok, I'm thinking, okay, do I score? You know, settle that score with the 50k and do that. Or knowing that I really need to train for, you know, 62 miles is go ahead and sign up for the 50 miler. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's a month before me walk. So, you know, I, I, it's definitely on my radar. I'm not really sure, sure if I'm going to do the 50K or the 50 I think I'm just going to gauge it to see how my training goes. It's probably smarter to do the, the 50 miler um, and then use that as my last training run leading up to it, you know, I was going to just do San Diego 50 mile next month and then just completely taper for the next four months. Um, but that probably would not be smart. Uh, Mm. so I think, uh, Leona divide will probably be on my calendar. That's exciting. So So that one's not a lottery. You can, you can just sign up for it. Leona is not a lottery. Luckily, right. and it's it's popular, but it and it does sell out. And I did not want to go back and to do um, to do Sean O'Brien because that still scarred me. <laughs> <laughs> I still have flashbacks from that day. It's 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 a tough, tough, tough race. But I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so Melissa, you've got something coming up. I do have something coming up. Um fairly soon here. And it's kind of a funny story because 
Uh, Rob and I were driving to REI to like the members only garage sale. And we were discussing what we were going to do for Christmas this year because we live about a thousand miles away from our families. And we had happened to just see all of our families at the end of October. And we were not sure, okay, are we going to go back again for Christmas or not? And Rob just said, well, we could go to Arizona and run across the years. And I was like, are you serious? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, he was serious. Casually dropped that in conversation. Yeah, just driving along to REI. And I, um, you know, once he mentioned oh, that, that. REI. Yeah. Once he mentioned that, I just couldn't let it go. And the thing is, after Angela and I ran Bear Chase at the end of September, I, like, I was fine during the race, but afterwards I was injured. I couldn't run. I spent about eight weeks not being able to run. And when Rob and I had this discussion in the car, that was just at the point when I was like able to run again and feeling kind of invincible. Um, And so what we have ended up deciding to do is each of us is going to run the 24 hour event. So across the years, it's a six day 72-hour, 48-hour, or 24-hour race around a 1.05-mile loop um, in Arizona. And you can elect to start the 24-hour race on any of those six days. So like any of the days that the six-day race is going on. And we have a child. So what we're going to do is Rob is running the race on one day. I'm taking care of the kid and crewing for him. And then I'm going to run the race on another day (laughs) and take care of, and he's going to take care of Will. So um, yeah, Rob's running it on the 29th, the 29th to the 30th. And then I'm running it on the 31st to the first. So, um, Oh, awesome. So you get the new year run. I did. I said, if we're doing this, (gasps) if we're doing this, I want to be the one who runs second because I tend to recover terribly from ultras. I end up like, uh, Mm. I get very sick often while I'm running and I'm puking a lot (laughs) and I'm not really good, uh, to take care of any small children after an ultra. Um, so it's going to be better. I think if Rob runs first and he tends to recover pretty well and then he's taking care of Will while I'm running as opposed to the other opposite way so yeah most of the people who run the 24-hour event they do it on the 31st to the first because then it's across the years um that's awesome and he figured like one day so he'll finish on the 30th in the morning and then i'll have like a whole day to kind of rest from that because we're going to be like camping out at the start finish area i don't imagine it's super quiet and easy to sleep (laughs) but um Hopefully I'll be able to get some rest in this. I don't know. This may have been the stupidest thing I've ever done because I've never run farther than 50 miles. I've done three ultras that were 50 milers and two of them were just complete disasters. I ended up finishing them, but they were uh, pretty disastrous. And then the third one, which I just ran in September with Angela, I was fine during the race. It was actually one of the best races I've ever had, but I did. Yeah. You were spectacular during the race. <laughs> well, I wouldn't yeah. go that far. But I think you won. Didn't you win? I didn't win. Um, but 
You came in close to winning. <laughs> like, it, was a, it was a photo finish. No, I did not. Um, but for me, it was a good race, and uh, I'm happy with it. But, yeah, I've never run for 24 hours. I've never run farther than 50 miles. But my reasoning, like rationalizing possibly, is you know, this is perhaps one year when we aren't necessarily going to be going back to the Midwest for Christmas because we did just see all of our families. So this would be a good year to do it. And also this would be a good chance for me to really see how does my body react? How can I handle running for a longer time and longer distances? Because most of the 50 milers I've done have just been like, I've been a complete wreck and I don't know if I really have any business running a hundred miler. So I feel like this will give me a good chance and it's kind of a safe way to do it because I love timed events on loop courses as you will Mm -hmm. find. Like I love this because you can't really fail, right? You could run not as far as you'd hoped, but it's not like it was a set distance and you didn't complete that distance. It might be like you decided you could only run for 16 hours or 18 hours or whatever of the total 24. And then you decided you were done. So um, I figured that would be a good way to see how I handle this um, because registration for Havelina hundred opens early in January and Mm -hmm. getting that underway or getting that (laughs) out of the way, I think would be good for me just to know if I can do that. Oh, that excites so that's like my list of rationalizations of why I'm running across the years. Now, in these across the years, you could technically, I mean, complete a hundred miles. You could. I will not. <laughs> that's not the goal. <laughs> I mean, I would like to. Somebody go, could. I would. Somebody could. And yeah, but if looking okay. at the results, I mean, there's a lot of people who run 60, 70 miles. Um, which is probably more my goal. I mean, I would I would like to be able to run 100K. We'll see. I don't know. So regardless of where you are on this loop, if you hit 99 miles, you have to stop right there and get off the course. So I don't get 100? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't think that I'm in any danger of that based on my 21 mile training run in the snow that I did today when two hikers passed me at mile 17 for me. Um, I don't think that I was on. Yeah, but they were only only doing two miles. Well, we don't know what they were doing and they were trying to chase their dog who or get their dog who was chasing me. But um, yeah, I'm not sure I was even on a hundred mile pace for this 21 mile training run I did today. Um, so is there really such a thing as a hundred mile pace? I mean, really, I think just vertical is the only criteria for hundred miles, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Just vertical, vertical and smiling. <laughs> that's yes. cool. <laughs> right. So we'll see. I'm, I'm hoping it's not the craziest thing I've ever done because this injury that I had after the bear chase 50 miler, like it's mostly okay. But if I were giving anyone else advice on this, I would say, you absolutely should not run for 24 hours on a marginally healed injury. Um, So I could be making a huge mistake, but I think it's still early enough. And I've dealt with this injury for a while. Like, I think 
yeah, maybe I'll need to take a month or two off afterwards. Worst case scenario. Well, hopefully, hopefully that would be the worst case scenario. And I'm not hopefully, um, you know, writing myself out of Havelina hundred. Hmm. So we'll see. It'd be good. It's going to be good. It, it is. It's going to be great. <laughs> great. Excellent. So are we kind of able to wrap it up now? Are we? I think, I think so. Is there anything I else we need so. to do? Oh, do you guys want to say your individual Twitters? Uh, sure. So this yeah. is Angela. My Twitter is Angel Murph, A-N-G-E-L-M-U-R-F. And Christina, I am a running mess. <laughs> but you're not a mess. We may have to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm Melissa. This is Melissa <laughs> underscore R A G U E T. And we have Ultra Ordinary Running has our own Twitter handle now. We are we do. Ultra underscore ordinary. So you can follow us on Twitter as well. Yep. And if you just search Ultra Ordinary or Ultra Ordinary Running, it should it'll pop up. Yeah. Because I tried it. And it works. All right. Mm -hmm. So I think that might take care of what we want to talk about today. Um, we look forward to sharing our ups and downs as ordinary ultra runners as we journey towards Havelina 100 and beyond. Do you guys have anything else to add before we go? Oh, just thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for thanks. listening. Thanks.